You're listening to Ask Dr. E, where Dr. Michael Easley answers your biblical or theological questions in 10 minutes or less. Today's question is regarding that lost sheep and our good shepherd. So the question is, all right, Dr. E, regarding the lost sheep and our good shepherd who goes after even one, is that referring to unbelievers or to someone who has strayed from the flock and do they both, quote unquote, know his voice? This is from Sydney. This is a fascinating question. And I compliment Sydney. This is good Bible study, good homework. I'm impressed. Let me go to a long way to answer the question. Number one, you got to keep this passage together. Lost sheep, lost coin, lost son. Parabolic stories Jesus is talking about. Shocking but context is critical. <laughs> really? I know that surprises you. Each parable is set against the scribes and Pharisees, who in chapter 15, verses 1 and 2, let me read it, the tax collectors and sinners were coming near him to listen to him. That's the context. Both the Pharisees and the scribes began to grumble, saying, this man receives sinners and eats with them. Yep. So he told this parable. Yeah. And now we have the three. And it's Don't. a response to that. Bingo. Sinners that he eats with. So, Sydney, you're right. These are the two main ways this text is interpreted. These were already Christians who were gone off, if you will, versus they weren't saved. And the argument that they're already Christians would be, well, the owner owned the sheep. The owner owned the coin. Mm, interesting. The owner, it was his son. Uh-huh. So they're already that's a valid argument, but because he's addressing a hostile group, this man receives sinners. I'm going to lean on the context saying, no, this is more of a generic non-Christian, if you will, people who aren't believers. Now, let me say before I go further, whenever we get parsing hairs, is this passage to a Christian or non-Christian? Yeah. I always step back and say, does it matter at the outcome? Yeah. Yeah. If I'm talking to a person in the hospital who's dying of AIDS— and they can present a clear gospel. Am I going to mince words with whether or not they're truly a Christian or not a Christian? I'm going to talk to them the same way, no matter if I know they're a Christian who's in sin or not a Christian. Mm-hmm. I'm going to explain the gospel to them. I'm going to pray for them. I'm going to tell them God loves them. I'm going to tell them God forgives them. So I think sometimes we strain gnats when we don't need to. Yeah. The way we talk to a person If they're ensconced in sin, I don't think it's bad to say, maybe they're not a Christian, Mm -hmm. but I'm not going to approach it that way. Right. I'm going to approach it with teaching who this Jesus is, what the gospel is, what they need to believe, and asking them those questions. So sometimes we get in these knot holes that really don't matter Mm -hmm. because pragmatically and applicationally, we're using the passage to explain to either a person who's wayward or to a person who's not a Christian. Anyway, let's come back then. So I'm going to argue the hostile opposing, by the way, soon to kill him, group of people, they don't like who he's hanging with. If they thought those people were righteous Jews, they wouldn't have a problem. Totally. Yeah. So that to me, again, probably suggests he's talking about Christians. Now, Sydney makes a comment about- You're talking about Christians? About non-Christians, excuse me. Got it. Does okay, that yeah. Christians? Yeah. 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 Now, Sydney makes a comment about know his voice. That's- I think referring to John chapter ten ten, which is the, the sheep passage. Will know my voice. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now we can't mix these parables, and we can't mm. mix the context with what's going on there. In that passage, the gospel is presented those who are elect, not to get too deep, 
are going to respond at some point in their life. Yeah. Okay. So we hear his voice. We know his voice. That passage goes on to talk about the eternal security of the believer. No one can take them out of my hand. So I don't want to mix apples and oranges here with these parables. The I am's in John are self-revelatory. This is who I am. I am the shepherd. I am the door. I am, you know, so forth. So we have to understand the sheep are going to hear his voice. So don't mix those two together. So back to Luke 15, the biggest part of these parables that I think people miss, in all cases, something is lost. In all cases, when it's found, there's joy. And it's celebrating actually not what was found, but the finder. Yep. Yep. The woman's happy. The shepherds are happy. And the The father's father's happy. happy. And interestingly, the older brother isn't happy. Right. And it's a whole other. (laughs) But but joy in heaven is the theme. Mm -hmm. So let's go back to the original question. If these are wayward Christians, yeah, there'd be joy in heaven. Absolutely. If they're unsaved people who come to Christ, yeah, there'd be joy in heaven. So it's a fun question. I enjoy it as well. But always come back to context, intent. What Jesus is saying and the broader picture, these are things that were lost and they're found, and there's a great joyful recovery in that. And that's what we need to be about. Yeah. Luke 15 is maybe one of my favorite chapters in the Bible. It's so Marvelous. It's so fun, so rich. Now, for really deep thinkers, there's a book by Charles Talbert, yeah. T-A-L-B-E-R-T, written on the prodigal. Yeah. And if you want to blow your mind, yeah. there's also a book by Larry Bailey, you know, Kenneth Bailey, and it's called... A Poet Through Peasant's Eyes. Uh-huh. These yeah. are seminary grad school books, not for lightweight. They will blow your yeah. mind yeah. on Luke 15. Yep. Super fun. If you've got a question for Ask Dr. E, call us, text us, email us. Info's in the show notes. Ask Dr. E is produced by me, Hannah Seymour, mixed and mastered by Sonomorphic, and music composed by Jason Germain. 